Welcome to Go On with Ted and Jeff. Yes, we we are here to cast the pod upon you. That is our, our quest, our goal, our mission, and we shall succeed. Go On is a show where people from all walks of life share stories from their lives, but are those stories true or are they fabrications? That is for the harrowing gauntlet of Ted and Jeff to discover. That's us. After last week's fun, we have... <laughs> updated our instagram so please follow us at go <laughs> underscore on underscore pod which cuts about 75 percent of that instagram handle <laughs> uh it will also be posted in our show notes i do think we do need to change the opening of the show here because it's really not people from all st- uh what's it all walks of life no it's really just like theater people navy people and production people that's about it and a one teacher. We're working on getting more walks of life in here. We aspire to know more people. <laughs> we aspire to, but let's be honest, we're in our 30s and that's not going to happen. Well, and also, to be fair, we're scenery. Like, people just leave us behind. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> this show is progressively just becoming a bunch of inside jokes. Like, I'm sure that if somebody listened to this, it's just episode seven. I'm sure nobody would have any fucking clue what the hell we're talking about. So don't start with this Clip one. show next week. <laughs> don't start with this episode. If you're listening to this and it's the first time you're listening, turn back. No, actually, please keep <laughs> don't listening. Don't underscore, listen, underscore, to underscore this episode, underscore yet, underscore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we last week we had a different Instagram handle that, uh, due to our ferocious roasting of the handle, was changed before the podcast was even released. So my sister thought it was a, an April Fool's joke. I tried to go to your Instagram handle, and it doesn't exist. But yes, Go On Pod is uh, much better. I still don't like the undersco- um, underscores, but Gregory did point out to me that without the underscores, our handle would be at GoonPod. And GoonPod <laughs> is a very different podcast indeed. Yeah, I would actually be interested in listening to the Goon Pod. It's just a podcast about the Goonies. They talk about it constantly over and oh, over. Oh, I was hoping it would be like a podcast of hired thugs for like Carmen San Diego and pe- people like that, talking about how they don't get appreciated enough. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, that would have to be scripted though. But uh, Ted, how you doing this week? I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I'm taking a page out of your book from when I first met you, and you were. You know, Marie condoing your apartment. I don't know if that was voluntary or not. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't being held at knife point. <laughs> but it's also really easy since I sublet my apartment to find things that don't bring me joy. Um, mm-hmm. So you're just throwing so, yeah. out your, your friends whose apartment you're staying in, their stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just doing it that, that way. That always goes over really well, by the way. Yeah. I, I just throw out my partner's things. There you go. Wait a minute. Did you hear a voice? Did you hear a voice coming from the chamber? I did, and he, he should have known better. We need better insulation. You left the door open. Poop. I'm sorry, that was, then that why, was on Then me. why did you stay in there? That was, enough, that was another security violation. What? I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the dungeon master. It's back scraping day. Oh. Okay. It, he, he's, he's enjoying this way too much for... We, we, gotta, we gotta mix it up a bit. Like, we gotta... 
Yeah. I don't know. We have maybe, to maybe him... the real Chamber of Pain would be keeping him in a Chamber of Pleasure. He'd hate yeah. that. Like it's a very keeping him on a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Yep. Just soft serve, unlimited soft serve, just in steak. Frozen yogurt. I don't know. Yeah. Frozen yogurt. Disgusting. No, it's not. That is torture. <laughs> Actually, Froyo's delightful. I love frozen yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so what is your favorite thing you've thrown away during your condoing? Uh, well, no, it's actually more of, like, what I haven't thrown away, because there's one thing that, like, all New Yorkers need more of, and it's books about New York. Mm-hmm. I think, like, all, like, that's, that's pretty much, like, the one thing that I've been keeping. If but, your you bookshelf know, all these isn't filled that, you know, with 18 copies of The Power Broker, you're doing it wrong. Just a bunch yeah. of books, the same book about Robert Moses. Yeah, that like that I've also never read because they're just paperweights. It's too long. It's yeah. too long. It's like it's the, you could have. It's the infinite jest of uh, of New York history books. It is like people people who write books about New York City need to calm down about New York City. It's not that great. Why? I mean, it's the best, but it's fucking awesome. Because they're all not. You're the native New Yorker pages. here. It, they're all 900 pages. There's a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of things happened. My favorite bit of New York City history that n- I never see anything about. I mean, obviously, there's much better history than this. But the part of the island that I live on up here, it's called Fort George Hill, used to have an amusement park up here. And it was like the biggest competitor to Coney Island. And it, like, burnt down twice. But you can look at these photos, and there was this huge amusement park up in Washington Heights in Manhattan uh, around the turn of a century, like 1902, 1903. Did the Warriors burn it down? They did. It was really – it was actually not the Warriors. It was that other gang that dresses like baseball players. Well, uh, we have to go to our theme for this week's episode. And in order to do that, uh, well, the door was left open by somebody. I, I'm, oh, hey. Ted. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. It was you. I told you don't trust me with the keys, and then you continually trust me with the keys. You literally were point, entrusted with our national you. security. You yeah. were naval intelligence, and you don't close the chamber of pain door. I I I. That's on you at this point. It really is on you at this point. It's the second or third time that I've left the door open. Wait, has this happened before? No. <laughs> Unless you knew that happened before, it didn't happen before. Okay. Well, we need to, we will need to have some words about chamber management moving forward, Edward. Anyway, okay. uh, Gregory, how are you today? Doing doing good. Um. The back scraping has started, so if you hear anything weird, uh, you know, it's cool. Just close the door behind you, because apparently nobody else will. I like the sunlight, though. It's nice on my skin. Gregory, what's this week's topic? This week's topic is subway delays. Subway delays. That's oh, the That sounds like the name of a gangster. Like, oh, you don't want to mess with old subway delay. He'll break your knees. It sounds like a modern biblical curse to put on somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Subway delays have become far easier to manage with the little uh, light-up signs in the subway platform. You know, when I first moved to New York, 
I mean, you grew up here, Ted. So, yeah. but you know, you'd get on the platform and you just look down the tunnel and be like, "Is it coming? I hope it's coming." If you don't see the lights, you're like, "It could be a minute. It could be never. It could never ever come again." Or there was also like the false start lights that, like, I remember having, where like the train would like pull up and you could see the lights, and then it would just stop mm-hmm. for like five minutes, right? And nobody would tell you why. They were just like, "We." N- no, you don't need. Well, to there was the conductor in the front window just flipping you the bird, just like fuck you, man. And they're like, like I know you, have you. Places to go. Yeah, and then of course there's the dreaded ghost train, uh, as we have all come to know and love from Ghostbusters Two, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Uh, that is really something that, if it's delayed, it's a good thing because the ghost train is is very intense. Shout out to uh, Vigo the Carpathian, huge listener. Long-time fan. Really glad to have him on our team. He gets all the inside jokes. You know. He really does. No, but, like, have you – when was the last time that you were stopped by a train? Like, or had a train delay now? I was stopped by a train. Like, when the last, was the last time, time I was time held up a by train. a train. Yeah, when was the last time a train was like, give me your money? I'll tell you exactly the longest fucking train delay I've ever had. My subway station, they, were, were, they replaced the elevator, and they shut down the station for a year. A full calendar year. Basically cutting off my hill from the entire rest of the city. It sucked. It really sucked. It's back now. But that's the longest. The MPA is like, fuck you. But yeah, they're like, oh, these guys don't need a train. Fuck them. That was basically what the city said to me and my neighbors. I remembered one. I just remember one time when I was a kid. And somebody essentially hijacked the train that I was on. I was on the A train, like, I was, like, seven or eight years old, and and all of a sudden, like, the train makes a turn way too fast, like, around a, around a corner, and the train, the E-brakes just kick in, and the train just stopped. And it turns out that there was some person who, like, failed conductor school with the MTA, to, and, and then, like, hijacked a train and started just dr- going on the A train, like, just driving the tracks on the A train. And then he um, he didn't realize that there was like this sharp turn that you're supposed to slow down on, and so for two hours of our lives we were just on this train that like this person had decided to hijack. Well, I'm glad that everybody survived that. That sounds incredibly dangerous. All because my sister had to have ballet classes, so you know. Cool. All right. Yeah. So subway delays, the dreaded, hated, one of the m- most annoying and awful things about new york life it's a rite of passage for like all new yorkers it is it absolutely is a rite of passage i I think it's unavoidable unless you are a fancy pants magoo who has a butler drive your car around or uber i guess there's that too or cabs or bicycles or rickshaws or boats planes i do a horse-drawn carriage in central park there you go you monster that is really rough on the horse's hooves just for the record well, we will have our guest talk to us about subway delays right after this. This week's sponsor is Bubble Industries. You enjoy losing money? I know I do. Buy the stimulus check load. If you, like me, want to invest money with guaranteed losses, can we suggest Bubble Industries? Bubble Industries is a unique index fund that looks for overvalued piece of shit assets and says, yeah, I'm going to buy that beanie baby. A digitized NFT fart? Yes, please. A bouquet of tulips? 
You bet. Bubble Industries, for when you have too much money or almost no money, but still want to lose it, divest by investing today. I really wish Bubble Industries was not sponsoring our podcast. I feel like my portfolio would look a lot better if they stopped supporting our podcast. You're the one that brought them in. This is true. This is my bad. Long story. Has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> well, Gregory, uh, our guest this week is uh, an, it's a long-term dear friend of yours. How about you introduce our guest? A dear is a strong word, but, you know, friend. So today's guest is Kristen Aguero. I met her in seventh grade, my year, sixth grade, hers, in a production of Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, she was my platonic prom date and is the best person in my continually postponed wedding. She currently works as a social worker, and uh, that's all the information that anyone's getting on that. You Welcome you Kristen. say that like somebody's like really trying to pry for information about her social work career. Her social security number is <laughs> Stop. Jesus. Did he Damn get it. you like a good corsage for this like uh for the prom on the uh, show or was it like it, We were real prom <gasps> dates. Oh. It was not in the play. Yeah, in the play his job was to catch me when I fainted when Conrad Birdie was singing, which he regularly joked he would not do, that he would just drop me on stage, but he didn't. Uh, but we were real life prom dates to his senior prom. Aww. Yeah. Did you guys go to high school together? We did, yeah. We went to middle school and then high school together. And then I was one year behind him. So we had fewer years together in the school. He was the older, cool friend. Cool is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I would say you'd have to you'd have to meet Greg to know how uncool he is. But if you're listening to the podcast and you're you know how uncool we all are, yeah, <laughs> essentially. But like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend I was cool either. So Dungeons and Dragons Club together, you know. Well, no, just choir, just choir. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you guys do competitive <laughs> choir? That that was where it was at. No, I don't think. We, well, I I don't think I ever did. You're not no, missing. No, I don't anything. think our choir ever competed. No, it wasn't like Glee. Our theatrical shows competed though. My high school yeah. had a choir. Like a sub choir just for madrigals, which for those who don't know what madrigals are, they're like medieval music. Why? Why we had that, I do not know. But we had a madrigal choir in our high school. That's a really niche thing to have. And like, it's extremely that seems horribly unnecessary. It's extremely crackery. I will say that it's extremely crackery to have a magical choir in your high school. What were those concerts like? Uh, the, the the concerts were, uh, you know, madrigally. I don't know what the, how you how you're gonna describe that. Just seems like you know one madrigal dropped here and there is one thing, but like an entire concert by a madrigal <laughs> choir is a choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it it certainly is a choice. <laughs> Becomes a whole lifestyle decision. Well, Kristen, you have a story for us today about subway delays. Well, I personally do think this is going to be about the famous gangster Subway Delay and his murderous rampage through uh, Little Italy in around 1912, 1913. He was running a, an opium den slash uh, gambling parlor, and he got into a fight with Knuckles McNulty, who lived a few blocks north, and uh, they had to fight it out. Eventually, lots of murders, and then one day, Kristen was born. 
And and, and I, I think that story is true, by the way. Mm. Jeff, uh, I will say, uh, while weed is legal in New York, maybe you don't smoke it right before the podcast. <laughs> you can smoke it anywhere you want now. I'm not... <laughs> you can't stop us, Greg. You I'm drinking that us. good water is what I'm drinking right now. I think that this is a story about how Kristen failed the MTA exam um, and then hijacked the train that I was on when I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> and she caused a constant delay and was arrested. And she reformed herself while in jail, got out, and became a social worker. And so this is a story about her evolution as a person from failed MTA uh, subway hijacker to social worker. I don't even think I need to tell my story. You two, you know, hit it right on the head. And Both of them. So I can just, I can just yeah. head out. Yeah. Both of those stories were the story combined. Mm-hmm. Like yours picks up where mine left off. It's a, that's an epic. That that would be a book as thick as the Power Broker of New York City history too. And nobody would read. <laughs> Nine hundred pages. Buy it. Nobody it would read. look really good in the back of like a Zoom video, you know, like everybody has like their carefully placed books. So everybody's like, "Oh, they're smart." All right, story, go on. <laughs> story. Uh, all right, so we're not going back to like 1912 or whenever your story uh, took Damn. place, Jeff. We are going back to 2018. Basically which, the same. At this point, yeah, with COVID, it really feels like it was at least 50 years ago. Uh, so to kind of give you the the setting for the ultimate part of the story, uh, in like mid-January and all through February, I, you know, this is this is like I said, pre-COVID time. So like most New Yorkers, I'm spending a lot of time on the subway. I'm going into work every single day. I'm going to the gym before and or after you're work. You're coming in, you're I'm saying going to social what time events. is it? Showtime and then doing backflips for money, as we all do. Of course. Of course, doing all of those things. Before and after uh, work? <laughs> be- before and or after Dude, work. Dude, how do you get your day. beer money? No. <laughs> after work, after work, she is a single person mariachi band. Ah. <laughs> well. You're see, I have a lot of different sides to me. I don't like to be contained to one that's thing. That's a lot of talent. I got to say, a lot of talent can contained in one person. Yeah. And so, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like any other New Yorker spending a lot of time on the subway actually going to see people, things like that. And over the course of about six weeks, I experienced six different instances of a smoke situation affecting the subway that I By the way, great album. Smoke Situation, Volume (laughs) 1, great. Like, people smoking weed on the subway, or...? No, no. So I have also, completely separately from this entire story, encountered, like, the guy that's just legit smoking a cigarette in the subway car, trapping all of us. Um, But this is a totally different kind of smoke situation. So it starts fairly innocently. I mean, you know, it's it's New York City. It starts with a very innocent campfire in the middle of a subway car. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's New York City. We grade our, like, dangerous situations or strange situations on, like, a very different curve than everyone else. True. So... When I am on a subway and it says, you know, we're delayed because of a smoke situation down the line, I'm like, well, that's down the line. I'm fine. So the first two or three instances are things like that. It's not, you know, having to do with my train. This bomb will explode in one hour. (laughs) 
Let's do this. Um, in an hour. <laughs> 60 minutes. I'll be uptown by then. <laughs> Let it blow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the first few are, are things like that. It's just like down the line, there's an issue or up the line, there's an issue. And it just delays us for a few minutes, which, you know, is just par for the course in New York mm-hmm. on the subway. But then it starts to escalate. And so the next couple times I encounter the smoke situation at the subway stop that I'm mm-hmm. at, either I'm getting onto the subway at the station and there's some kind of smoke situation, some kind of fire situation in the station. Real question. Yeah. Are you in the TV show Lost? Is the smoke a sentient being? And will it ever get properly explained? No to all of those <laughs> questions. <laughs> so much like many New York things, it will remain unexplained. But it's something where, you know, I walk into the station and, and either, like, we were told there's a smoke situation at that station or you can kind of see that there's, like, people trying to take care of this. Um, and Or it's because my subway like the car I'm in stopped at that station and you can see what's going mm-hmm. on. So all of this, it's, so it's like slowly escalating. Do you hold yourself and responsible this, for your presence being the reason why there was a smoke? I kind of do. It started to feel like a final destination situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like like that, you, you know, missed really out like, on being in a smoke situation. So a smoke situation was following you until yeah. you like inhaled well, some smoke and went, <coughs> and then and, the, the and, curse and then, was lifted. <laughs> I wish it was I wish it were so easy uh no it 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 kept escalating in this way and culminated in one night twice this happening in the same night like but it was like on my way to the gym and on my way back that it happened twice in one night at the station I was in and in the last time some person had the bright idea whoever this person on this train was to close the doors of our train car seemingly I think to protect us from the smoke that was in that station. However, they did not have this bright idea until after the smoke was already in the car. So all they did was trap us with the smoke in the car. Right. Not like an enormous so, amount, so but like got, enough. They hotboxed the train, but with like acrid smoke. Yeah. So it wasn't great. It was not, you know, nobody, I think, was going to die from it, but it was not comfortable. And not only did they close the doors, but our train still wasn't moving because of this this delay. Mm. So we were just stuck there. Like, now we don't even have the option of getting off and, like, going to the street level and getting fresh air if we what, want. What about the doors on the, the ends? Well, I mean, all the whole the whole train was in this smoke situation. So I could have just, I guess, traded my smoke for their smoke in the next you know, car. You know, this, or they like, got better, better in the other car. That, that, the yeah. old phrase that everybody always turns to, the smoke, smoke. is always better. In the other car. This is what, you know, so this is what I'm faced with. So this has been six weeks of me, you know, escaping these smoke situations and them escalating. Really, like, death trying to chase me down, mm-hmm. I think. That explains uh, why you're dead and, now, right? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, another talent of mine is, is reincarnation. And so Just I, limitless talents. I know. Jeez, you do not hide your light it? under a bushel. So... What, you know, what I conclude at the end of this six-week period, uh, especially with, you know, anyone in New York who knows how the MTA is, is that the MTA is, like, slowly descending into hell and trying to drag me with it. Yeah. Like, trying to send me the hellfires, and I'm not getting it. And take all your money as they do it. Yes, yes. They're like, we're going to the next station in hell. You need to pay us more money. Also, we're broke. Like, what? Yeah, it's... I gave you all my money. How are you broke already? 
I agree. It's always an interesting uh, paradox to find yourself in of, of giving all your money to the MTA and then nothing gets fixed. So yeah, so I'm in this car enclosed with the smoke with other people, all of us looking at each other like, this isn't how I thought I'd die. I, I really hoped it would be something way cooler, much better story, but I guess like smoke inhalation in the subway is going to be it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, and these and are the people I'm going to die with. <laughs> yeah. If Did you guys then like go around and be like, all right, let's all go around and say how we thought we'd right. die. You first. No, I'm like looking around being like, these are the people I'm going to die with. Like, I'm sure they're all lovely, but I don't know a single one of them. And nobody's done anything cool. Nobody's even, you know, pulled out the showtime moves, nothing. What about those little half windows that don't do anything? You could have opened the little tiny, like... Right, Jeff. What it could have, should have. I, I, like, I find those little windows are are off offensively small. They are offensively are... small. You know, there's a lot of things we could have done in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. Okay. <laughs> I think we were all just doing our best and running on limited oxygen in our brains due to smoke inhalation. You're just like everybody you know was what? just ignoring the situation, <laughs> like all New Yorkers do whenever yeah. there's like something vaguely unpleasant happening on the subway. Yes. Just nobody was making putting their head down. Yeah. Nobody was making eye gone. contact with the smoke. So yeah, so you are you are in the middle of being um, slowly smoke poisoned to death with a bunch of strangers who you hate, and you want them to know that. Go on. <laughs> I don't believe I said hate, but you, I you, didn't want to die you, you with like these people. Said that you looked them all in the eyes and said, "I can't believe I'm dying with you." To the listeners at home, we actually cut out about 30 minutes of Kristen <laughs> going through and describing each person on the train and what she hated about them. And then we asked her to say some things that she liked about them, and she said nothing. And she just screamed it, ran off. We had to coax her back on the show. It was terrible. You're a hateful person. Go on. Being a hateful person is exactly what led me to be a social worker. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a social worker, which I don't know why Greg feels the need that it's like so confidential uh, what I do. I just can't talk about my clients. So after all of this, I've survived the six weeks of the MTA having it out for me, this like final destination, you mm -hmm. know, situation. Uh, and I move on with my life and, you know, it's yesterday's news. And about, I think maybe like two weeks later, so we're talking like first week in March or so, mm -hmm. uh, we have a giant snowstorm in New York. Uh, it is a snowstorm where I was really hoping that the mayor would decide to close the schools because the place that I was working at at the time, uh, their policy was, if the schools close, we close, you get a snow if day. If the schools um, close, and we won't help these poor battered <laughs> people. We're just, well, they're shit out of luck. Also, like, what a terrible you have policy. Hope, whenever you have hope that the mayor of New York City will do something, you know he won't do that one thing. Go on. So, yeah, so we have this huge snowstorm in New York, but the, the timing of the forecast is what makes it tricky. So, like, the morning is not going to be bad at all, and then about, around midday is really when it's supposed to start coming down and into the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So that's when you know de Blasio is going to let you down because he always then leaves what? schools it's open. because he's a day like, that ends in Y? Yeah, he's going <laughs> to let you down. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the, the kids will be home by, you know, home from school by the time it gets bad, and he kind of forgets that there are, you know, other people besides kids that need to be, you know, planning for all this. So I wake up that, that day, the day of the snowstorm, I'm hoping for a snow day and there's no snow day. So 
I and then, into work. Yeah. And then the, the door bursts open and a smoke <laughs> monster comes in and just starts attacking you. Almost. We'll get there. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, I take my commute downtown. The, the morning really is fine. There's no issue. I, I can't remember if there was a delay. There was certainly no smoke situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I get to the office to do, you know, nothing, to have a very unproductive day, which is essentially what happens. All of it, it's it's really quiet. None of our clients are coming in, even though we're open. Everyone's canceling. Uh, And we're just kind of sitting there twiddling our thumbs. Uh, I'm talking with my one colleague that I'm very close with. She's also doing all of, you know, nothing. And eventually around like two something, the agency's like, you know what? The snow is getting really bad out there. It's really coming down. We're Let's close have early. a pizza party. <laughs> I wish. Oh, nonprofits don't give you like free food when they don't have to. They don't have, they don't have pizza party money. So finally, you know, they do kind of take pity on us and they see the situation outside and they probably want to get home themselves. So it's like two something. They say, we're going to close early, like finish up whatever you got to do and then head home and just be safe. Like, all right, thanks for this completely wasted day where I have done basically nothing and now have to travel home in it like a pretty big storm. Mm-hmm. So my friend, you know, who, my colleague who I work with, she and I head uptown together. She lives a little, you know, past me. She lives up in the Bronx, but we take the same train line and we hop on the 23 Express and head uptown and everything's fine. We get to the 96th Street subway station and we go to change to the local one train. It's right across the platform. But by the time we've gotten there, it is the time where all of the kids, teens, everybody have been released from school. They've been Mm -hmm. allowed to go free. So the train station, the platform is packed. It's one of those times, if you've ever experienced it, Mm -hmm. where you're worried that like, if one person bumps into somebody else, they're going to knock somebody onto the tracks. Yeah. That's not like a great situation. And it's still blizzarding outside. So we're all we're just waiting there for our train. Like a herd of penguins trying to stay warm on the subway. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) That's a really good image. It was that cute. (laughs) If only it was that cute. Just shitting and moving in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so we're all, you know, crowded on this platform, waiting for the one train, not really sure how we're all gonna fit on it, but that's you know a problem for when the train gets there. And all of a sudden we hear these like a couple like little pop pop pops and we see a giant fireball coming down the tunnel the one train like <laughs> no, so, no. yes is this the ghost train from ghostbusters <laughs> uh, listen <laughs> i think satan himself sent it so it it so it's like the one train track and the, it's a northbound train, but the tunnel is, like, where the train's supposed to be coming from. Right. And it's one of those, you know, like, tile tunnels, right? So this fireball is, like, coming down this tunnel towards the platform Jesus. full of people, many of them, like, teens and children. And as you might guess, everyone freaks out. I mean, completely panics. And yeah. starts stampeding towards the stairs that my friend and I are, like, fairly close to we happen to be close to it on the platform so everybody's like screaming they're running it's starting to look like something out of like a disaster movie or like an action movie something like you know, the marvel something like that <laughs> yes i wish and so the you know one of the things i will say about myself is that I, between being a, a social worker like i've worked in in tra- the trauma field and in crisis for years now mm-hmm. so like 
I, I'm, I have training there to kind of keep a, a cool head when crisis happens. I also, my, my part-time job is I'm a Krav Maga instructor. So I teach self-defense. Damn. And so that, right. wait, I wait, also wait, have wait. the so training. You resurrect, you do mariachi. <laughs> uh, break dance. You break dance. I, I do not break dance. And you're a Krav Maga instructor. All right. Damn. Yeah. So, so with Krav Maga training, like part of that is also kind of keeping a cool head in a crisis. And like when you're, when there's like a fight or flight mode, you can react well. So what is helpful for that is when things like this happen, I actually get like weirdly calm and I stay pretty clear headed. And as long as I'm helping somebody else, I'm not freaking out about like my own well-being. Like I, I can really kind of in a probably an unhealthy way detach from what's happening to be able to like fix the situation and then like have a total meltdown later. Have you created an so, imaginary friend so that you always have somebody to help? Just don't worry, we'll get, uh, we'll get through this. I'm not quite at that level of dissociation It's going to be okay, Mr. Buttons. Come with me. I'll take care of you. He'd have a way better name than Mr. Buttons. Uh, there is no better name than Mr. Buttons. I'm just saying I'm right now. Like Best name ever. not even good enough for me to be yeah, called that's Mr. Right. So all of these people and all of these teens are like stampeding towards the stairs and they're trampling each other. Like, Teens are falling down, getting stepped on. Oh. Like, people are getting hurt. Because, honestly, the only thing more dangerous than a giant fireball chasing you down a subway tunnel a is teenager. all the people panicking about... <laughs> not a teenager. But it's all the people panicking about the giant fireball that's chasing you down the subway. Yeah, for sure. So... Which is, you know, what happens in these situations is people panic and then they become the, the bigger danger, the more immediate danger. Mm. So... I kind of go into this mode and I start trying to like figure out a way to, to help people. But I'm also like in this sea of people kind of being swept up in it. So I like, you know, grab a couple teens who have fallen down or going to get stepped. I kind of like pick them up and, and try to push them in the right direction. I like stand a little tracks. to the side and yeah, right, <laughs> the uh, up the stairs. And I try to like kind of usher people up there and try to make sure people are as calm as they can be mm-hmm. so that we can actually all get out of the station. At some point I kind of get swept up running up the stairs and and there's no real way to stop that. And during this, my friend and I, who I've been with this entire time and who is understandably freaking out, she and I get separated and I end up up on, you know, the platform, like the, the street level, Mm -hmm. she's nowhere to be seen. I walk just outside of the station and I'm looking for her and I'm calling her name and I'm like trying to find her and what's, you know, feels like 10 minutes and is probably all of 10 seconds. She, comes up the stairs and I see her and I grab her and I bring her out and I'm asking her, how are you? Are you okay? Um, so she is, you know, rattled, but she's okay. I'm okay. People are still flooding out of the station. They're crying. They're gasping. They're calling their people to let them know they're okay. They're Everybody's freaking out. Mm-hmm. But I can at least hear the sirens coming. And I know like somebody far more capable and more experienced and who knows like what they're doing is on their way to help. So yeah, so, so then, you know, we're still also in the middle of this giant snowstorm. Like the snow is still coming down. We're all outside now after being chased out by this fireball. I have no idea how bad it got At down what point there. does Pitbull come out of the tunnel? <laughs> fireball. Fireball. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know how bad it got. 
I, you know, I, I'm outside now. I can't tell what's going on. Some people are still coming out. I don't know if the fireball ever re reached the platform. I don't know if there were any injuries, if there were, God forbid, any casualties. Oh, um, you know, it really feels like this situation of like something straight out of like a movie. Like, have you, e so have you ever seen, um, Pitch Perfect 3, where the yacht explodes <laughs> at the end. <laughs> the yacht explodes at the end, which, like, you know, spoiler alert, sorry. Why, and it's why like, does Anna Rebel, Kendrick haunt Re this podcast? <laughs> what well, is, I was going to, listen, like, Rebel do? Wilson and Anna Kendrick and Anna Camp and Brittany Snow, like, all of them have to, like, jump off the yacht and ex escape this explosion. I feel like this is what I've, like, just experienced. To avoid Anna Kendrick, but did, is she did, is she responsible for the fireball happening? <laughs> I mean, she might be. Anna Kendrick, the offer still stands. You can defend yourself against crimes in Sacramento, Sacramento stabbings, and New York City firebombing of the subway stations. If you dare. I'm just saying, we, we're, we're waiting for your side of the story. Uh, yes. So after we've survived this movie-esque, you know, scene fireball. in the subway station, this fireball, I... You know, I, we're trying to figure out what to do next. And I'm actually pretty close to home at this point. Like, the only reason I was taking the the one train was partially to stay with my friend a little longer. And because it was a blizzard. And I was like, yeah. let me get a little closer to home. But I'm within walking distance. It's not a big deal. So I asked my friend, I'm like, you know, do you want to just come to my apartment? We can walk there. And then we can, like, get our bearings. And you can decide what you want to do next. And how you want to get home. Or if you want to stay, you're welcome to stay. So we walked to my apartment. We go into the lobby. She's like, I'm going to call, a, you know, a Lyft, an Uber, a something what about to the take kids? me. You just leave the kids there to die in the snow? The kids, the kids were all marching home <laughs> they as were well. Teenagers. You took them all the home, you fed them all soup, and you adopted all of them. And that's how you now have 400 <laughs> adopted children. Exactly. The, the teens would want nothing to do with me. I was, you know, I'm. how old was I then? I can't I have to do math now. No, you're the cool uh, teacher. I was like 29 at the time. Like, they didn't want it. I was old. They didn't want anything to do with me. That's true. So, yes. Yeah. So I so I take my friend to my to my you know, my my apartment and just give her some time to kind of think through what she wants to do. She figures out she wants to take a car home. And I call my parents. Well, I, I texted my my group thread of my family to just be like, "Look, I have no idea how big this thing was. Like, maybe it was nothing or maybe it is on the news right now." And I, so I just text them. I was like, "Look, long story, I will call you in a little while. I'm okay." But I was just in the subway with, like, what appeared to be a giant fireball. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be on the news. I don't know if people got hurt or died, but I'm okay. It sounds and like so it's a I... really slow-moving fireball if you had that much time to, like, get everybody out of the train before the fireball got to the station. Well, it was reused yeah. from Street Fighter, the one that moves, like, really slowly. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, then all you yeah, have to do so is I... press A, A, B, B, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. And you're like fine. That. Yeah. I don't know why nobody decided to do that. Look, again, you know, in retrospect, <laughs> mistakes were made. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and I, you know, you could keep the criticisms to a minimum. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I, I just kind of check in with my friend. She, I wait with her while her car comes. She gets in the car. She gets home. She texts me. She's safe, and like we're home and we're safe, and we enjoy the rest of our like super stressful snow day that I should have just been in bed from the start. But that, yeah, that is the story of how the MTA was like on a mission to kill me. And I, like, look, I'm not... And like a, most things, I'm, the MTA failed. 
Thank God you cannot rely on the MTA for anything. Maybe if they I... raised the fare another 25 cents, they would have succeeded in killing you, but, <laughs> but they're, like, no. they're, they're broke. <laughs> I just wonder, like, I, I don't know who was behind this murder plot. I am far from a perfect person, but I can 100% say I have not done anything bad enough in my life to warrant a murder plot. I, I have a hunch who was behind this plot, and I think you both know who I'm thinking of. Anna Kendrick? Yeah, definitely. Actually, I was thinking it was the city of Chicago for betraying the city of Chicago to move to New York City. Mm. And they were just like... I mean, I'm, a, I'm an East Coast girl. I was born and raised in New Jersey, obviously, because I went to school with Greg. And I only was... I was just outside Chicago for like... Four years, so they can't. They don't have claim to me. Okay. You're, Nobody you're your has own claim person. to me. Yes. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> Except for when the MTA decides that you are one of their people. There is an open <laughs> contract out for your life, but it's like very specific to just smoke and fireballs. Yeah, and like I mean, it's been three years now, and I'm still here. And of course, you know, now it's been almost a year since I've been on the subway. So mm -hmm. who knows what I have waiting for me after when I go back to the subway after COVID? Well, make sure to keep those Krav Maga skills on point in case you need yeah. to wrestle, wrestle a fireball down again. We're going to dissect whether this story is true or false right after this message from our sponsors. This episode of Go On is brought to you by Pants. Are your legs cold? Do you want to ride astride a horse rather than flopped over the side like you're sitting on a chair that has suddenly come to life and is running at high speed? Then pants may be for you. Pants change the game when it comes to lower body coverage. Rather than the traditional one-tube approach, pants increase coverage 100% with a revolutionary addition of a second chamber. Run, don't walk to get yourself pants. Pants. Covering your ass since 1000 BCE. Ironically, I am not currently wearing pants. They gave us <laughs> money, Jeffrey. Do you and... know how much they gave us? And you had to read it. I know. I know. The, you know what? I I am not. Uh, I'm not supporting our sponsors properly. That's an issue. Edward, do you have any questions to determine the veracity of this story? I do. Do you actually ride the MTA, or was that the lie to begin with? And that you just take, because we all know social workers make way too much money and mm -hmm. they rush, they just ride cabs and limos like everywhere they go. I I'm tired of social workers flaunting their extreme wealth everywhere they yeah. go. The Rolls Royces, the, you know, the, the getting the sushi with, on top of naked people's bodies just, just for the sake of looking cool on Instagram. You know, it's like yes, this does sound like my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> These people that make too much money and help our society, like teachers and social mm -hmm, workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're the real menace. Yeah. To answer your question, I do write the MTA. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I have a question for you. Sure. And that is, how big was this fireball? Are we talking about a basketball fireball? Are we talking about a beach ball fireball? Are we talking about like a Raiders Somebody, the like, Lost Ark boulder fireball? So I will tell you that we never actually saw the fireball itself. We could only see the, the reflection fireball. off of the tunnel. You could see like because 
unless you like leaned over or like got onto the tracks, you weren't gonna be able to see all the way down the tunnel. And unless one of those like teens at the end of the platform wanted to like stick their head into the tunnel, which I pretty much think not. Uh, we could only see really like the reflection. So you saw I'm, the light. I'm surprised they coming. weren't all going to try and take Instagram videos. Get those likes. Hey. <laughs> What's up? I'm here with my friend Fireball. <sighs> Don't forget to smash that like button. Just a, 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 a point of order here. This is why mm. no one should be throwing their trash in the subway tracks. Nine times out of ten, when there is a smoke incident, it's because people threw their trash in the subway tracks and they caught fire because it there's like sparks everywhere down there with the electrical doodads and the gizmos and the whirly girlies. Oh, clearly you are why, an expert on all that. That's why Greg is in the chamber of pain because every single week he decides to throw something on the something on the train tracks and willfully, yeah. Like when he's it's not, also just not a nice thing to do. When he's when he's not riding like Central Park horses to death, he is uh, throwing stuff on the train tracks. Uh, I think I've actually heard enough. We did ask ask a lot of questions uh, during the story itself. I have come to the determination based off of I'll give you my clues. Item one: this fireball. Originally, you saw the fireball, then you saw the reflection of the fireball. That made me a little suspicious. Item two, the addition of Anna Kendrick to this story, and then the admission that it was thrown in just for the Anna Kendrickiness. Also suspicious. Item three, the fact that none of the children went towards the fireball. Suspicious. Item four, the fact that trains are trains. Suspicious. I'm going to determine that this is a totally maliciously malevolently satanically false story i think that this is also a false story and i think that kristen died like three years ago and that you and i have been spending this time not talking to anybody at all and wow we have we're just that's crazy. a Shyamalan twist right there yeah uh, Ted, same comment as earlier to Jeff. Please no weed before the podcast. Oh, no, no, no weed. Just PCP. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! So you're saying she's long dead. She's long dead, yeah. Great. And I'm saying that she is uh, the embodiment of little Nas X's Montero music video, uh, which is awesome. All right. Kristen Aguero. Is the story true or is the story demonically false the story is true Whoa! it is a hundred percent true no, double never do that we both failed ted yeah that means actually this has never happened before it's a very special thing you get two boxes full of feral cats and blue m&ms are you excited I really only want the M&M's. You can well, you got the cats, too. <laughs> it's a package deal. New York they come, they sh- cat, feral cat population got to go down somehow. To back up this story, I was able to find an article from March 7th, 2018, uh, that the 96th Street station cleared out at about 4.30 p.m. with people leaving their possessions behind uh, because of a uh, smoke situation. Fireball. Quote from the Daily News, it was not a bomb, but smoking cables, which electrically jumped through insulation and connected to a wrong wire. 
causing sparks and loud sounds. And so what I will say is the reason it looked like a fireball, and this is why I was very careful about how I said this, the reason it looked like a fireball was because all we could see from the platform was the reflection off of the tile tunnel. So this fire, I have absolutely no idea to this day how big the fire itself actually was or where in the tunnel it was, mm-hmm. but everybody heard the like popping or like the, the sparks, and then the fire was reflecting off of this tile tunnel, making it look like it was a fireball taking up the entire tunnel and moving towards us. Cause I guess as the fire kind of like traveled or grew, so did the reflection. So it was mm. like, everybody thought it was like something out of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like the giant boulder, except in fire form, just like coming for us. Well, if you want to adopt uh, a cat, just contact Kristen Aguero. She has currently four feral cats, completely feral, completely wild, not trained, extremely violent. And diseased. Kristen, no, it's been delightful having you on the show. Thank you Thank so much you for so joining much. us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, that's about it for Go On with Ted and Jeff this week. Minus all the underscores. We're really sad. RIP underscores. We now have only two underscores. Very sad. Uh, thank you for listening to Goon Pod. <laughs> Special thanks to our creative team. Will Cotton, Josh Hackett, Atom Raw Plummer, Shanna and Greg Ryan, and Fire Escape Creations. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. Give a five-star review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at go underscore on underscore pod. Link in the show notes. Bye! Does this drum roll ever end? Apparently not. Gregory, (laughs) stop. 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 Stop.